and welcome to the Living With Purpose podcast. I'm your host, Simone Denny, and I'm here to uncover how we find more joy, greater fulfillment, and deeper purpose in our lives. I will be sharing my own journey, as well as insights from thought leaders and everyday people who are living with purpose and have created a life they truly love. Hello and welcome to today's show. It's so beautiful to have you tuning in and I just wanted to say a really big welcome wherever you are in the world and whatever is happening for you. It's really lovely to have you here tuning in Uh, and just on the note of being in all different corners of the world, we have a guest today who has really been on a spiritual mission exploring the world through travel and adventure, trying to find the answers of who am I and what is my purpose, which is an area that I personally really love. As you know, this podcast is all about living with purpose and I love understanding other people's journey to finding their own purpose in life. So today's guest is Joanna Walden and she is uh, the author of the book, which is called The Inside Hustle, which I love the name. And this is a mystical misfits travel adventure into the unknown so joe's book is really an unconventional kind of spiritual journey and she likes to call it the rock and roll version of transformation so i i highly encourage you to read the book it's a really raw insightful journey uh it's funny it's um interesting and for those who love travel it takes you on a, on a real journey but what I also love about Joe's journey is it really aligns a lot with um, what I teach and what she also teaches which is that a lot of the time finding the answers we're looking for really comes down to coming home to yourself we go on all these adventures and look for these gurus and these spiritual ex- experience but so often it's about coming back to realizing who we are and um, how that creates our own purpose so uh, without further ado I'll welcome Joanna to the show today and let her share with you some of these beautiful insights that she's had on her journey so thanks again for tuning in Hello and welcome to today's show. We have the lovely Joe Walden here with me today and she is going to share about her beautiful book called The Inside Hustle. And this is a book that I've recently read so I feel like I've been on a journey with Joe actually, a very intimate journey where I've really feel like I have learned so much about her and her life in this amazing authentic um a journey of her life and her, uh, she calls it the sex, drugs and spirituality, <laughs> which I love because that is exactly what it is. And I have, I, I've got a pile of books beside my bed, probably 10. I'm one of these people who reads a lot of books at the same time and often they don't get finished. But this book, I was so proud of myself. I just burnt through it because it was such a, an awesome journey. And I guess I know Joe, but I now I feel like I really, really know Jo. So I'm going to get Jo to share some of her, um, some of this journey with you and um, we can get to know her a little bit better and, and, and hopefully you can hear a bit more about the book. So thank you so much, Jo, for joining me today. Thanks for having me. Thanks for your kind words about the inside hustle. It's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's pretty revealing and raw and authentic. So. Oh my God. So it is quite scary to have, because it's literally a view inside my head and you know not all of it's pretty sometimes <laughs> because you know this book for those of you who don't um know about it or haven't heard it's literally a um a transformation journey basically it's my personal story it's a memoir it's a transformational travel adventure that follows me around the world as i go and have all these experiences in search of sort of the solution to the problem of myself because I know like I kind of know that I'm my own problem during this book and I'm but I'm trying to figure it out 
with all of these solutions outside of me, which is really not how you do it at all. <laughs> yeah. So. And I, I mean, that is something that I loved about the book as well, is that the courage that you had to show all sides of yourself, because I think we are, you know, naturally we want to look good and, you know, we share a little bit of ourselves, but the rawness in which you shared uh, you know, the, the darker demons of yourself, but also this amazing spiritual journey. I feel like that really captivated me. I mean, how did it feel to bear your soul in this way where there's kind of, you know, these, these kind of darker sides of yourself or this more hedonistic side, um, yeah. you know, and, and, and your personal life and journey about, you know, your family quite intimately sharing about that. How did that feel when you actually got to, publish that book and put it out there and say, this is me. <laughs> well, of course I had a mad last minute panic. <laughs> and that was after I'd already launched it. My friend's like, it's already out there. What are you doing? This is not the time to be panicking. It's like, <laughs> I was actually fine up until that point, but then I, it was just one of those funny things, isn't it? It's like human nature. Oh no, it's a bad idea. Um, too late. So um, yeah, it's, you know, I feel like I, it was very, very hard for me to edit that book. And I didn't edit it myself. I had an editor. But for even me having to review the editing and the process and going through it, because I was going over and over and over this old version of myself, the darker parts of myself. It was hard for me to read, let alone other people. I was like, oh. And so, but I couldn't, and it was really hard not to change it because I was like, oh my God, I've come across so horrific here. Oh my God, I sound so naive. Oh wow, what was I even, like, I can't even believe that was me, but I've got to be true to who I was at the time. And otherwise there would be no progression of me as a person and character through this book. And it wouldn't be the journey that it is if I wasn't really brutally honest about it. And, you know, I really do feel, and I know there's a lot more um, publicity and things coming to things like mental health at the moment, but it's because none of the stuff we really talk about and it really gets into my sort of mental processes and how I'm sort of debating things, thinking about things, um, you know, my fears and insecurities cropping up and my questioning and my constant searching and not understanding and, you know, all of that stuff. I just put it in there because it's, I think we all have that and it's not just me. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, I found it so refreshing because, uh, you know, I, I think you gave people permission to look at themselves and to look at their own times in their lives where they were, you know, going through these times or even now that we, ha we have these, this inner thoughts and this inner dialogue and we're doing these behaviours that we know are not great for us, but um, it's part of who we are. It's part of what makes us who we are. And I also love that that is part of the spiritual journey as well. You know, discovering ourselves, we have to go through these moments of darkness. And I think we kind of under the illusion that people who kind of have, are on a spiritual journey have it all sorted and they have this um, amazing enlightened way of being where they've had this very kind of pure, clean life. And what I love about your spiritual journey is it's so honest and raw and, you know, your learnings have come from these darker times often. Yeah, I mean, definitely, definitely. I mean, you know, you've got to go to the depths of the dark to reach the peaks. And, you know, it all provides incredible contrast for us to understand ourselves on a de another deeper level, you know, and uncover more about ourselves and get some of the stuff that's in the way of really what is our true nature and our own mastery, I think, you know. And, you know, I really of the um, I subscribe to the belief that we are actually all perfect, and we are have this beautiful mastery within us, this divine intelligence that runs through all of things in nature, in the world, and the universe is part. Of, it's us too, and so it's all in there. And we have just, you know, through our upbringing and our education and our society and the country we grew up in and all of those things, just layer in these bits and pieces that just seem to you know, tarnish, like it's just a layer and then it would need to bury, you know, it's buried under there, but we just forget and we disconnect from it and we're not really taught that that's where it is and that's what it's all about, you know? So I think I really started to learn a different way of living and being in all of this, um, which isn't really what I was ever taught or what I understood. And that's really what I was 
you know, I was, I was searching, I was like, who am I? What is this person? I know I'm not this person that's doing these things, but who is this? Like, what is, what, what does this really mean? What is this, what experience am I having here on this planet right now? For what reason? I was really asking those bigger questions of myself because just the normal daily life just it was like, just didn't feel like what it was supposed to be. I was like, this isn't it. <laughs> yes, yes, I know. And that's so much about, you know, what I talk about and why we're here talking about purpose, which is such, you know, what is the deeper meaning? Why am I here? What is my reason for being? And I love the journey that you take us on where you start out, you know, in this high flying corporate world in, in New York, uh, and then you kind of begin your journey there and, and go on these amazing adventures and travels, but um, are also faced with the reality of, of the working world and kind of having to do a particular job to make life, um, you know, the expectation we have in society to do the work that um, is considered a, a good job. And then you, you kind of uncover your purpose in quite a different way. Can you share about, you know, I feel like your purpose is what so many of us do. We think it's something outside of ourselves and we go on this massive search to find it and to find the answers. And, and so much of your journey is these amazing adventures and spiritual experiences but um i'd love you to share how you really discovered your purpose yeah i mean i as you say i was searching outside of myself i was you know i was because i was in that constant energy of search and trying to find the answer it was never i was never embodying the energy to know what it was and so it was this constant sort of loop that i was in was I was nothing was nothing was it you know and everything I did I, you know I was like that's not you know oh I kind of was interested in that that's but that's not landing and like so I'd do all these ex explorations and investigations and study and whatever else and it just wasn't the deep fulfillment I was looking for when I you know left advertising and the high flying you know corporate career that was super successful and I could have just kept going up the ladder but I just knew that that wasn't it for me and I. Uh, I just thought, you know, it's only going to get harder to sort of leave that world, really. And so, you know, when I was searching around the world, it just, everything, it's funny, just to keep directing me back into myself. So I would, you know, constantly be in all of my investigations, I was directed back to myself. And you think I'd get it the first time, but it took quite a few times for me to really understand what my reality and everything was, was telling me and was feeding me. Because, you know, we are this... We're, we are experiencing a reality that's a projection of our consciousness, basically, you know, we are this consciousness and light and form and we are, you know, creating this experience and, you know, anything that we are having an experience of is usually to wake us up to our own power or wake us up to um, an alignment of where we are sort of, everything is happening for us, not to us, basically, in the sort of bigger scheme of things to, I think, bring us back into our direct connection with our master and who we truly are. And so that's when I came to that realization, I was like, well, I want to do this for other people. And the book, part of that is giving people the um, potentially inspiring them, I guess, to think about that for themselves, to think about their own lives and, and, and how that looks for them. And is there anything else and are they truly happy or how are they, sort of disempowering themselves because we so unconsciously do it in so many ways, you know, it's very, very um, just a, a way of being that we didn't even realize that we're doing, but energetically it's quite disempowering to the self. Mm -hmm. And it is those loops of searching and thinking we're broken or we need to be fixed or, you know, any of those kind of pattern patterning is actually taking us further away from where we are. And when we start to sort of realize that, actually the way that I am interacting and connecting with myself and all of this is part of the massive problem, <laughs> then you start to really easily kind of um, click back in and align with yourself. And then you get into connection and you get everything flowing into your reality rather than fighting and controlling and trying to make things happen. It's just mm -hmm. more of a natural grace to life, I think. Mm -hmm. And I just was always sort of searching for that sweet spot. I wanted the beautiful beauty and grace of life to flow into my experience and, just be in this, you know, beautiful kind of flowy kind of like life. <laughs> but, you know, I think my, um, the work that the, and the purpose that I sort of came to was just, you know, really wanting to help awaken people to 
to that in themselves and and really help them unpick all the stuff that's sort of in the way that we don't realize until we sort of start really kind of tuning in and being consciously aware of how we are how our emotions are our mental patterns you know our physical body and what our reality is um is signaling to us so mm-hmm. oh yeah i really like that uh idea i mean the idea or just the concept of searching and how that can become a bit of an obsession. And it's, and we do it through, you know, learning more and courses and constantly kind of filling that uh, void with filling up and feeling like we're, um, you know, kind of reaching out for something. And I think the Buddhists call it grasping when we're trying desperately to hold on to other, you know, things that are outside of ourselves. And when we actually, allow I think that's the word that's really you know the difference is we surrender to what comes in naturally if we can just be with ourselves mm-hmm. um, and we don't and we it's almost like a trusting of ourselves as well isn't it it's trusting that we we are the answer that we're looking for often absolutely and the trust is such a huge factor you know there was ways that I was breaking trust with myself and not listening to myself and you know, all of it was really um, breaking up my own relationship to myself because I wasn't really listening to my my inner guidance. I wasn't really acting on on what I knew I really should be doing. I just kind of going along with what um, you know my personality self might like in the moment or what have you. And I think there's just those <clears throat> those ways that we can come back and create more of a relationship with ourself as the key and trust mm-hmm. is just so huge because if you're not tr- in trust of yourself as this, you know, piece of divine source consciousness that is literally, you know, you're breaking trust with everything really, if you're not trusting all that you are and that it's all in here. So, and that just really dismantles your frequency of self. You know, it was a huge thing for me. Once I started repairing that within myself I really came into much stronger alignments and things started flowing in and I was having a lot more experiences that were sort of like supernatural or what have you, you know, and much more of the kind of um, spiritual realm, I guess. Um, So, you know, I mean, for me, that's that's why the book is called The Inside Hustle because this relationship with the self is just so, so key. And... I don't think people people want to blame it on the work with the bad boss or the colleagues that are a problem or the family member that's, you know, they don't get on with and or, or the, you know, the career that's not satisfying or the whatever. But actually all of it is coming from this, you know, this energy field that is ourself. And it's all just reflecting back at us, the parts of ourself that we need to sort of tweak and change in order to get into alignment and also to drop into our mastery and who we really are and bringing that more to the world. But, you know, it's always like the problem somewhere else, but it's really not. It's always, it's always in here. It's not one one time when it's not, but you just can't see it like that until you sort of shift your perception to be able to really understand that on a deeper level. And so, you know, I sort of say that the relationship with the self governs all other relationships because it does. And, you know, my clients love because I'm like, look, we're going to sort out your relationship with yourself. And then all these people are going to change around you. And you're going to be like, Oh my God, my mother's like a different person, but it's a le- and, and it happens. And they laugh at me. Like, you told me this would happen. And I didn't believe you. And I was like, yes. yes always yeah, starting with the self, starting with the state. I completely agree. So I, I mean, I take this as what I call radical responsibility for self, yes. where we really own all of these feelings and emotions and and we work on that as the starting point maybe you'll have to change some of your circumstance as a result but we start with ourselves so how do we um, start to rebuild that relationship with self do you have some tips for people who are going well I don't know really how to even kind of reconnect to myself or work on that connection to self or even see what the universe is showing me because I'm so kind of busy in my own head of looking outside. So how do I reconnect back with self? So some simple things to do is really, you know, as you just mentioned, so in the head, it's really getting out of the head and and bringing it down here, because this is where our sort of heart technology is, which is actually quite an amazing way to, 
to, we're, I mean, we're supposed to be really led by this area, not this area, you know, this is supposed to be, and it does actually take signals from this heart area. So when we actually consciously connect more into our heart, we <clears throat> uh, get out of that busy mind. And, you know, even literally just the act of placing your hand on your heart and taking a few deep breaths actually starts to connect you and you feel the energy move down like it's not that difficult and it's great if you can do five minutes of that kind of breathing and feeling sort of love and compassion for yourself and others and those sort of you know more expanded frequencies and just getting into that um vibrational state of you know beauty and grace and 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 love and compassion and then that literally resets you and it brings you down and you can feel the, a significant shift i'm a real head person so i know that this works <laughs> sure. and, yeah <laughs> and so when i like discovered oh my god i can do like a four five minute meditation and i can feel it anchored it down here i was like wow that's that works so you know that's a way that I love to, you know, that's part of it because when we're operating out of here, you know, our mind, beautiful mind is great for a purpose, but it does sort of like to, you know, run the hamster wheel on certain things and it's just not really helpful, you know? Mm -hmm. So the other things that I do to connect to myself is I start to just be really conscious of giving myself some time. So, you know, you need to be able to Give yourself a little bit of time to connect in with yourself, you know, and when you are going on a walk, are you actually really connecting with yourself in nature or are you listening to a podcast and, uh, or are you on the phone to someone or, you know, those kind of things. It's about just bringing conscious awareness into actually can intentionally connecting with yourself and giving yourself that gift of time to feel into how you are, where are my emotions right now? How is my mental patterning? Is there anything I need to shift and adjust in my physical being? And all of this is just about conscious awareness in our daily life, you know? And for me, it's not a spiritual practice or a personal practice versus my normal life. I really, really marry these things together because we can't afford not to anymore. It just doesn't work like that, you know? So, um, so I often also direct my my day in the morning, that time when we just wake up is a really beautiful time to connect and set our intention for the day and just really focus our energy and bring it into alignment within ourselves before, because we've just come out of sleep. So we're in a beautiful sort of theta brain state and our body is really, um, and our mind and everything is really receptive to any of that. And I just, you know, I sort of check in with myself and see what's happening. And, you know, whereas you're sitting there just waking up for a few minutes, everyone's got that time. No one doesn't have it, you know? So it's a nice way to um, check in and just see how am I feeling when I've woken up this morning? What state's my emotional body in? You know, do I need to sit here and, you know, be with myself for a, a minute and work out where this emotion, why am I waking up with a little bit of anxiety? Where's that coming from? Is it sitting in my body somewhere? And just, just being, you know, consciously interacting with your own self to recalibrate in every moment, I think is what it's all about, you know? And I will just do things like, a little bit of I'll just journal it out if I'm having an issue or you know all of those little things that we can do and it doesn't have to take all day it doesn't have to be hours but if you just pop them into your daily routine then you're constantly just bringing yourself back to you bringing yourself back to you and it just takes a little bit of conscious awareness to do it really so yeah yeah, that was my, that was my yeah no those are so and I think sometimes we think things have to be really complicated yes and it's actually so simple it's like cutting out all these distractions that are all around us all the time and just mm -hmm. listening in and it, it's called conscious awareness or it's called mindfulness or you exactly. know it's just that moment of reconnecting with self because we're so good at giving ourselves over to everything outside mm -hmm. ourselves to other people to our phones to work and I love that. Just simple reminders of little things to do. And, you know, and that's the thing. It's also like the little things add up to significant change. You know, people want the silver bullet for change. They're like, they don't like the way they are, but they don't know how to change. But they want, and then they come to, you know, they try and look for someone who's going to find the silver bullet that's just going to give them change. But it's all the little, little, tiny little tweaks that we do that add up to a beautiful, significant change for someone, you know. So I think that's really you know, <clears throat> something to note and understand that all of those tiny little things, they add up to significant 
significant change and that's important and it's also feels transformative and then you get the results you know Absolutely. but yeah, be overcomplicated. <laughs> yeah and it's almost like these atomic habits which are just tiny little things that accumulate over time beautiful mm. so so throughout the book where you talk you know about various challenges in your life from from childhood right through to you know your your, your father in later years um you know losing your father what um how do you believe these challenges have kind of shaped you to be who you are? I, I kind of am a believer that a lot of these hard times and even the darker times are what kind of creates, like, there's always some gold in the, in the grit, I say. So what, what, how is, how are some of those events shaped you to be who you are? Yeah. I mean, I think you just can't, you're not going to have any evolution if you think about it if you are in a const, one constant state. So if we're in this happy, contented state all the time, it's like there's nowhere really to go and expand and explore from that, really. So I, I truly believe that, like you, the contrast that we experience in our life and those challenges, ups and downs, whatever you'd like to call them, they really all do serve a purpose, you know? And I just connected in with, you know, like especially more recently, like with my dad getting sick and passing, you know, I really, I felt the heart expansion in all of that experience, you know. I felt physically my heart and my heart area, like, cracking open. And I felt the, I felt the, um, the pain in there. And I felt, felt it all in a different level of going through an experience than I usually would because I was so much more connected to myself. Whereas, we, you know, I was numbing myself out before with drugs and alcohol and partying and, you know, just um, anything else or, or working all the time and, you know, being a maniac at work. You know, it's just, you know, when we have these things, it is really just directing us into more of ourselves, into understanding more of ourselves. And I find that all of them is actually empowering. And as I said before, it's, you know, life is happening for you, not to you. So it's always purposeful. And when you can understand that it's always purposeful and it's not working against you and why am I being challenged and why is this happening to me coming from that sort of more victim mentality? But when you understand, okay, this is actually a beautiful gift uh, for waking me up to another viewpoint of um, opening my heart on a deeper level or of getting me out of this fear consciousness about, oh, what's going to happen or whatever it is, you know, or it might be something that's completely flipping you out of your comfort zone because you need like a bit of growth happening, a bit of movement, you know, moving us out of stagnant energy. There's just so many ways to look at it that, and when we, when we look at it through this more neutral or higher perspective, you know, that's looking at with our mastery and it's basically providing us an expanded frequency to operate from in that experience rather than a contracted one. And I think that's so key in how we navigate these challenges because it's all just experience, you know, and it's, I don't, I really don't think there is any good or bad or right or wrong. You know, we want to judge in our human mind, basically, but that kind of outlook on things, but it's not really like that. It just is. And we, you know, have an emotional judgment on it, which then spins us into an emotional state about it. But it actually, if we can, step back and look at something and think, okay, how can I reframe this from my perspective to actually just create the feeling of expansion, not contraction. And then, you know, allowing my uh, body, emotional body to have the freedom to, um, to not just go get taken down into the, the lower frequencies or the more constricted ones, you know? So I think it's really about, about that. And I always had the understanding that life was happening for me, not to me. And I was more sort of trying to figure out, okay, I, I'm, I'm still not quite cracking it in my reality because I was like, I'm obviously still doing something wrong. But then I was going into self-criticism and judgment because I had the awareness, but I wasn't getting it right. And so then it was this whole other, you know, and the self-judgment just as much as the mistrust and, and the self-criticism also really damages the relationship to yourself. You know, like I was saying things and treating myself like I wouldn't treat my worst enemy. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you know? there is a part in the book where you actually towards the end where you say life is our guru, which yeah. I love that because that's exactly what you're talking about now where all of our experiences, the good and the bad, are there reflecting to us something that we need to learn or see um, and it's happening for us. And when you, as you say, when you start to take that view on the world, you do start to drop some of the self-criticism and the self 
judgment about, oh, I should be happy all the time, or I should, I should be feeling this way all the time. And you actually realize all of these different feelings are important and they're there to show us something. So I, I love that. And, and kind of this takes me back to this time in London where you were going through this kind of self-loathing phase. It was almost like a cycle of like real hedonism, like these yeah. bottles of wine that I was just like, oh my gosh, Joe, stop. And then they'd be like, and I had two more bottles of wine. And then I, you know, it was, it was amazing. And then I called into work and just, then it turns into these vendors. I mean, it was really, you know, interesting reading that. And I think a lot of people can relate but there was a turning point where uh where you decided to move to self-love kind of later in the book what 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 brought about that kind of awareness or decision that that shift or was it just the entire journey to get to that place yeah that's a good question because i'm not sure if there was ever like i mean definitely after that those a couple of occasions in london i was sort of like I can't do this anymore. A, this is mortally embarrassing. <laughs> and B, and they, I mean, I can laugh at it now, but I'm like, who would do these the kinds of things? It's just ridiculous, the situations I would get myself into. But, you know, um, I, I do think I just kind of, in a way, got really sick of myself in that form. And I didn't want to be that person anymore. And I, I just had always been on the hunt for the bigger meaning and all the bigger purpose. And I just thought, you know what, I just need to make some serious changes to, to, to rein it in and to basically become something else, you know? Yes. And I just, you know, as I sort of stepped more into focusing on that more, I think I naturally realized how I was damaging myself and it all started sort of coming together a little bit more and, more in South America. Um, yes, I was going to say, you, you wrote about how your time in Brazil was the time you opened your heart. Yeah. Um, yeah, so do you want to share a little bit about how that process started or worked? You know, the whole of, all of those South American countries are very heart-connected. If you think about the people, they're very passionate. There's music and dance and expression, and you know. So I think just that area of the world is so much more heart-connected anyway. They really just live from that heart space more than we do, you know, probably down here in New Zealand or in the UK or whatever and, um, in the US. And so, you know, Brazil you know, I also ended up in sort of like a spiritual retreat type place there. And so I spent a lot of time with myself. And so, you know, I think it was a combination of those kinds of factors that just allowed me to sort of like really care for myself, you know? Um, and, you know, that's how it sort of, it helped me open my heart. And, and then I, you know, met a Brazilian boyfriend. So that was obviously helped too. <laughs> so, you know, it was just, I think because I was more consciously connecting to my heart and myself is why it was happening. I literally gave myself, the, and I was, I was writing my book at that point too, you know. I had gone there to write this book and this part of the trip was where I was supposed to be settling down and doing it all and I had been doing that. Um, so even though I was finding it quite challenging, but um, yeah, I think all of it sort of added up to just that concentrated time on really gifting myself. I was very aware that I was gifting myself this, this time to to become something else and I was doing the meditations and the activations and the you know like you know the automatic writing and the all the journaling and all sorts of stuff and I was you know doing little courses and as I was in the spiritual retreat place and just being really healthy and connecting with myself on deeper levels and just allowing myself to be in a space of um acceptance yes you know, really yes. I just got to acceptance with it all. Yeah, you could feel that in the book. It really yeah. felt like this whole new phase of yourself. And you touched on this um, automatic writing. And I know that there's uh, snippets all you know through each chapter that feels like that was maybe an automatic writing, a kind of download. For people who don't know, what, what is automatic writing? And is that accessible to anyone? Or how, how does that work? What is it? Yeah, I mean, so I went down this journey of, you know, I was looking into sort of channeling because there's supposed channelers who bring wisdom through from, they could be other beings or other places or whatever. And 
you know, I was always fascinated by that because I wanted my own access to my own, like the, to the, some wisdom and I wasn't getting it in the ways that I wanted to. So of course I was tr trying to find another way. And, um, and it's because it, none of it looks like what you think it does and you don't realize that. So you're just constantly barking up the wrong tree. However, I went on this journey to learn this sort of way to do this sort of free flow automatic writing where you're sort of, you're just allowing other energies to work through you or what have you. And I sort of wasn't, I mean, I wasn't like, I would say I was crazy successful with that. But then when I, I was just doing stuff for me when I got back from um, Brazil and South America and back in New Zealand, and I was just sort of writing the stuff and it was, and then I'd look back at it and I'm like, what is this? And a lot of it would um, have a lot of quite um, interesting details about, things that I didn't know about and I was sort of like that's interesting like I didn't know that there was a serious A and serious B star system and it was appearing in this writing I was like what's this all about right. and so, yeah and so I sort of realized that oh okay so this is definitely not my personality self that's coming through here and what I've sort of worked out is that I'm actually sort of just tuning into my my mastery I'm like basically just tuning in and channeling my my mastery and what I do with clients is I channel their mastery so all of that basically is light encoded writing that brings you it realigns you back to self which is why the book actually has an alchemical effect on people's energies they read it because as you say it gives them permission to 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 see, see themselves and their own experiences in a different way and also then to recalibrate the energy around it. But, you know, anybody can do this writing. It's not something that is for anyone who's special or has a gift or whatever. I literally just started doing it and I just do a little just connect in and, you know, allow myself the space and freedom and I connect into my heart and then I just write whatever popped into my head and it would just come out and there was all these words and I was like oh. and it takes a little bit of practice but you just got to try it really but anybody can do it and I really encourage people because it does allow you to sort of access into other parts of yourself in your own being it's all part of you you know all of this experience is so it's just another a layer that is really interesting to tap into for people and mm -hmm. you know you can also do that thing where you write with your opposite hand your non-dominant hand to um, get your dominant brain side out of the way <laughs> so right. Love like, that. yeah if you're getting a little stumbling block of getting getting too caught in your mind which was quite challenging for me um then you can do that to sort of you know get you out of it and it's obviously a bit slower and a bit funnier but you know or you can also if you don't like actually writing you can just get yourself into a connected space and ask to connect with your own mastery and intentionally bring that through and then just record into your phone as well mm, beautiful um, I, lo I love this word mastery because you use it a lot and it's it's actually yeah it's a really inspiring word what what does mastery mean to you so mastery you know I sort of feel like I've been definitely going through a phase throughout the book and then since the book um, of connecting and with this true divine essence of my nature that is really just pure divine consciousness it's like it's not really about this physical world necessarily of uh, the, what color i want to wear today or what earrings are going to match or what i'm going to eat for lunch it's much more about the real true self and the real true self is you know connecting us with our light our personal individual divine blueprint i think that you know i feel like we are all here on the planet for a very specific reason it's because when none of us is like the other this when none of us are the same at all and we're very very individual and we've all got a specific divine blueprint that we're here working with for a reason you know and it's just really about bringing that energy into the, into the world and onto this planet it's as simple as that it doesn't need to be more complicated but you know we just get distracted by the phones and the lives and the career and the lifestyle and and really I just keep coming back and it's about the divine expression of you you know this mastery that you know you're aligning with and I feel it very strongly with me it's always been there and I've just been trying to get myself out of the way basically you know the whole time and the more we can get ourselves out of the way the more we align with this truer part of ourselves. and I think that 
most people I talk to, everybody knows it's in there. They know that it's not really some of the stuff that's going on in their head or they're interacting with. They've got a sense of that because it's like if you're really asking, who am I? What is, you know, what is in here that's interacting with you? You know, you really, what is it in the deepest form of that? You know, what does that mean? What is, what, is, what does it look like and feel like? Because it doesn't feel like how we operate in the world sometimes, you know? No, Beautiful. I I, I, lo- I really love that. And actually it brings me to the, one of my favorite little paragraphs that you wrote in the book, which really kind of aligns with what you're saying. Um, and, and, and for me, as somebody who loves, you know, supporting people to find their purpose, this just really rung true for me. So I'm just going to share this, probably my favorite paragraph with you from, from Joe's book. And it says, the ultimate truth, our connection to something greater than ourselves to nature, to the divine intelligence, to our genius is found within. It might be covered in self-created beliefs, limited by programming or hidden under trauma, but it's still there. No one else heals you. You heal you when you are your true potential. All you need to do is step into it. Yeah. I loved that, all of that. And I feel like that is, um, you know, that comes towards the end of the book and it's this beautiful homecoming of yourself to yourself, which uh, interestingly comes when you come back to New Zealand. And what uh, I love about that is my own homecoming to myself also came when I came back to New Zealand Mm. after being away, you know, for 20 something years. I could really resonate with that. And I, and I had quite a lot of resistance to coming home to New Zealand, but maybe it was also the, the real coming home to myself. I don't know if you felt yeah. like um, weirdly coming home to where you're from brings can help you to bring yourself back into who you really are. I think, yeah, there's definitely something in there. And I also, it wasn't my plan to be back here, you know? <laughs> it wasn't the plan at all. My dad suddenly got sick and I was like, ended up here. And so... I just went with it. So I wasn't resistant to it on that level. And I was looking at it more as another way to just explore, you know, different parts of myself. I thought, okay, well, while I'm here and I've got to be here for my family, I'm going to, you know, reconnect with the land and I'm going to just reconnect with myself and I'm going to explore with the the current version of me, what in a in new eyes, I'm going to look at New Zealand through new eyes and I'm going to explore it on a different level, you know? So I was off on all these adventures to sacred sites around the country and tuning into the energies and seeing what was, you know, kind of floating my boat or not. Or, and it was, it was really fun actually, because it was like I was discovering a new, a new place, Mm. a a new country almost, you know? Mm. No, it felt, it felt like that. And yeah, I I was like, Oh, I want to go to all those places. (laughs) I didn't even know we're here. Yeah, no, it's beautiful. I, I, and I really love, that about you know stepping into the potential of who you've always been um, yeah. coming home to that it's just it's so funny because it's all in there already but the way that we think and believe about ourselves and the way that we operate our you know in our life it all takes us further away from that and there's just all these really tiny little tweaks that you can make that just allow you to embody more of your your true self and 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 get into alignment with them and that just makes such a difference you know Mm -hmm. when you start doing that then everything starts opening up you you know in the state of incredible receptivity and flow and it's just everything sort of comes together um and it doesn't mean that there's not ups and downs because there is i still experience them myself you know even though i've sort of been in this journey and come out the other side still going on the journey you know like it's gonna be a book two coming probably you know sometime soon exactly no there's there's never an end point of discovering who you are or you know more lessons to learn i love that so on your journey um of life what what has been a, a quote or a book or something that's um, really inspired you and kind of guided you in, in your life that um, mm, a quote or a book well, or I like a- I like I always like that quote um, where your attention goes your energy flows you know and I don't know who said it but I always <laughs> sort of, I always sort of pull it out because it's just so pertinent it's like where are you focusing your energy where are you focusing yourself where this is focusing is where you're putting all your energy. So you've got to be mindful about where, where we do that. And also if it's also oh too many things, like that's really 
not focusing your energy and directing it adequately to be able to give you results or things to come to fruition if it's scattered energy it's just not really you know it's not going to do the best it can for you so um so I always like that one that quote and then you know I just always think you know the main thing for people is just to get out of your own way <laughs> you know? and I don't know who originally said that either and I'm pretty sure I said it quite a few times but it's like you know it's it's really funny. I don't think many of us really realize how much we're in our own way until we start to come into a bit of awareness and mindfulness about it. And, you know, yeah, it's very, very much a turning point when you start to get that and then you start to make the changes and then, you know, things unfold mm. from there. Mm, yes. Uh, yeah. I think, yeah, that is a, one of life's biggest challenges to get out of our own way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So what do you believe your purpose is, Joe? your purpose in life right now in this moment? In this moment, you know, my intention with the book was to help inspire people. And for people who were in a similar position that I was in, you know, when I was, you know, and there's having these battles and stuff, it was to really help other people not feel alone in that and to know that you kind of do come out the other side and also to help them reframe those experiences a little bit and also alchemically recalibrate their energy as they read the book so that that's definitely a part of it but you know the bigger thing is that i really am guiding people back to themselves and the true self and their mastery really and all the work i do and i, I just help people unpack all the entanglements they've got themselves into or the mindset or the subconscious beliefs that are running or all of that to to get the, all of it out of the way <laughs> so that we can connect with ourselves on a deeper level and start to really open up to more of who we truly are and bring that energy into the world so you know I really it's sort of my vision at the moment to be a new consciousness thought leader on the planet like I really feel pretty passionately about um, especially given current circumstances that a lot of people have been getting contributing to more fear and more anger. And I see it all on social media and everywhere. And I just don't think that people understand sometimes that when they're just outletting that stuff, they're actually contributing more of that energy that they don't like. They're matching that energy and they're adding to it. And so therefore they're adding to that issue that they can see rather than viewing things from a beautiful um, loving compassionate or neutralizing perspective and not allowing themselves to contribute more of what they don't want to see you know so i really am uh really passionate about bringing awareness to those ways that we can shift and we can change in how we are and how we see things and just bring a bit of awareness to to all of that kind of way of way of being and you know it's about just being more conscious so yeah just you know aligning with um with the more expensive um, energies that are going to um, help everybody and the world, you know, not just on an individual basis. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. The world needs more people like you charging the force. I love that. I love that. Thank you. Yeah. yeah I, I really resonate. I think in my last podcast is talking about um, Esther Hicks or Abraham Hicks saying, choose a higher feeling thought, um, which is, you know, like where are you putting your energy um, because what it, you know, as you said, that's where your your, your your energy goes, and that's where your attention goes, where energy goes, whichever way it goes. <laughs> but um, yeah, so like, where are you choosing to have your thoughts? Where are you choosing to have your words? Because that all does. Um, yeah, lots of things thoughts are energy so when you're directing thoughts like to you know maybe people in politics who you really don't like you're just projecting and you're projecting anger and, and nastiness and whatever like I mean it's just it just it makes such obvious sense but people don't look at it like that and so it's really important to bring awareness to it and to change our way of being and just because there's things playing out in the reality in the biggest sense of the world, all of it is happening for us because it's asking us to come into awareness of, oh, I'm actually contributing more fear to that. I'm contributing more anger to that in, in my energy field. And, you know, everything is playing out for our purpose, whether it's in another country or whatever. Whatever you're dialing into, you know, you're energetically interacting with, you know, and you're also contributing whatever you're bringing to it. So it's just about you know, being mindful with that kind of thing. Yeah, very living intentionally with, with all of it, your beliefs, your thoughts, your words. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. So how can we support you, Joe, and what you do and the work that you do in the world? 
Um, well, I have my book for sale on Amazon and on Barnes and Noble and Cobra, all sorts of places actually, but you can, um, globally it's available as a paper book and ebook on Amazon if you want to check out the book, um, or in New Zealand from my website, which is joannawalden.com. Yes, I'll add those um, the show notes too. Yeah. And then I do, when I work with people, I do a 12-week sort of mentorship training, which is a complete complete reboot on the self. So that's kind of fun. And that's, yeah, getting some pretty amazing results with clients. And, you know, I just sort of support people and guiding them back to themselves and their mastery, as I was describing. And, you know, I'm just in the phase now of updating my website with my other courses and programs that you could just buy and there's a connecting to your true divine self a three-part series and a six-part heart technology series as well mm. but i'm also going to be announcing a retreat soon on the barrier and i'm going to be doing some sacred travel tours next year in new oh, zealand oh i love that well, i can take you to those places that you <laughs> wanted to go in the book okay <laughs> i was obviously leading to that <laughs> so oh, you know i'm so passionate about that beautiful travel and people connecting and with those places and you know the energy in New Zealand is really really special and it's really aligned with where we're heading as opposed to where we've been energy wise and so I think that's really why I've been drawn back to New Zealand as well is to you know bring that forward for people and allow them to access it and have um, more sort of energetically expanding experiences in these places you know that they otherwise maybe wouldn't know about or wouldn't do on their own. Yeah, I love that. And you're combining so much of your past journey into what you're doing now, which is so much about our purpose, our, you know, the path of discovering who you truly are, part of reconnecting with the heart, travel, uh, exploring, it all comes together into what your the gifts that you're giving to the world. So how beautiful, yeah. how beautiful it all comes together. So thank you, Joe, And um, thank you for writing this beautiful book and sharing it with the world. I, I will, as I said, share that with my listeners and readers. And yeah, is there anything else you want to add before we close off? Oh, no. I mean, thank you so much for having me. And I'm so pleased. And it was so, you know, close to my heart that you connected with the book so deeply. And I was so grateful for you having me on the show. And yeah, I'm just so, so thankful for the support and getting this out to more people because I think it's got an important purpose for those who are ready for it. So it does. Brave, courageous, beautiful. So thank you, Joe. And um, (laughs) yeah, I hope we'll get you back for book two whenever that comes out. (laughs) (laughs) all right we'll see you soon thanks